wake up, everyone. It's time for the Kids' Corner. And I have a feeling that Mr. Jacobs' radio is going to be switched on. And we'll all get to join our friends on the Kids' Corner. There's sure to be programs, songs, and tons of fun. So get ready. There's no telling what kinds of adventure and lessons are in store on this week's Kids' Corner. Well, here we go. The North Pole. The dark white ocean of ice, where snow and wind are only a thought away, and only the bravest of explorers have ventured forth to plant their flag on the top of the world. Or the bottom, if you're from Australia. This story is about two such explorers. All right, slow down, boys. Laura, let's take a look at the GPS. All right, hold up, girls. Calm down. It's in the backpack. Which pocket? The middle one, next to the butter. Got it. Let's get this thing working. The dogs seem really restless. They must sense that we're getting close. We'll see soon enough. This thing always takes so long to work sometimes. I can't wait till we get there. I can see it now. Laura and Bailey, brave explorers, reach the North Pole. I think you mean Bailey and Laura. I'm the leader of the expedition. My name would go first. Maybe, but I'm the one who planned everything. I did all the studying. I charted the course. You just paid for everything. Exactly. None of this would have happened if it wasn't for me. Well, you wouldn't have gotten anywhere near as far without me. Don't be ridiculous. I could have hired anybody else to do your job. Oh yeah? Well, I... Wait a minute. The dogs, they aren't barking anymore. You're right. You know, sometimes animals get this way if they sense that something is about to happen. I don't like the sound of that. What kind of stuff? Earthquakes and storms, usually. But here in the Arctic, who knows? That's weird. The, the GPS, it can't get a reading on the satellites. They're all being blocked. Let me see. It looks like there's been a huge solar eruption on the sun, and the solar flare has knocked out our radio connection. What does that... Uh, whoa! What's happening to the sky? It's changing to all kinds of colors. The northern lights, but bigger and brighter than I've ever seen. It's like a rainbow exploded in the sky. The GPS, it's, it's gone crazy. Listen, I think I hear something. Hi, Bailey. What's with the sled? Hi, Mr. Jacobs. I was just trying to figure out how to hook Flynn up to it so he could pull me around the neighborhood. You know, like they do when there's a lot of snow. Uh-huh. And where's the snow coming from? This is more like practice. Gotta be prepared and all. I see. Well, those dogs are a little bigger than Flynn, you know. I guess, but I think he could do it. He's pretty cool that way. <laughs> well, I think I might have a book about sled dogs somewhere in the study if you want to look. Sweet, I'll be right back. How about you, Gwen? How's your morning going? Pretty good. I've been reading this book. Call of the Wild. Oh, that's a classic. Any good? Yeah, it's about a dog who is kidnapped and becomes a leader on the sled team. Is that why Bailey's trying to turn Flynn into... Yeah. I see. Well, the book sure does sound exciting. How does he become the leader of the team? I haven't got there quite yet. Oh. I thought since you knew so much about the book, you must almost be done with it. Nah, I just read the dust jacket first. <laughs> of course. Well, 
I was about to go make some waffles. Would you like some? Sure. I'll get to it then. And I'll listen to the radio some more. Oh, hi, Laura. Just reading. How about you? Nothing today. I just thought I'd come over to hang out. So, what are you reading about? Sled dogs, actually. One is reading a story about them, and I'm reading about how dog sleds work. It's really interesting, see? Oh, like Balto. So, what have you learned about them? A lot. It says here that if you want to be the fastest dog sled, you've got to put the fastest dog in front. If the leader is fast, then the whole sled will be faster. Really? Hmm, maybe that's how Buck does it. Does what, Gwen? In this book I'm reading, a dog named Buck becomes a dog sled team leader. But I haven't gotten to that part yet in the book. Maybe he just becomes the fastest. That makes sense to me. I've got waffles. Yes! Ooh, I love waffles. Can I have some? Sure. Your parents told me you'd be over this morning. You had your parents call to tell him you were coming? Yeah, my dad's boss and his other boss are taking him and mom to breakfast this morning. They said I could spend the morning over here and they just wanted to make sure he was gonna be here. Ah, you said your parents were going to lunch with his boss and who? His other boss. I think one of the bosses is the other boss's boss. <sighs> Say that 10 times fast. People can have more than one boss? That's weird. It's the way a lot of companies do things, though. That's right, Gwen. In fact, that's how Moses organized the nation of Israel as they traveled through the wilderness. He found people who could be trusted, and they took care of the little problems. So he only took care of the big problems. Huh. I didn't realize that they were that organized back then. So who'd like some orange juice with their waffles? That would be awesome. Great. I'll be right back. And we'll listen to the radio. Mr. Jacobs, I have a question, and so does Gwen. I do? We've been talking a whole lot about what makes a good leader. For dog sleds, it's who's the fastest dog. But I was wondering what makes the best leader for people. You know, maybe have a Bible verse about it? Interesting question, Bailey. First, let's take a look at the leaders that God put in charge of his people. Like Moses? Well, he's a good place to start. When God told Moses that he wanted him to lead his people, Moses was a shepherd. Not exactly ruler material. I don't know. From what I know about sheep, it's not too different than dealing with people. I'm sure many people would agree with you. He also grew up in Pharaoh's house, so he probably knew a little bit about what it took to be a leader. So Moses knew how to be a good leader, and that's why God chose him. But there are a lot of leaders in the Bible like Gideon who didn't grow up in a palace and God still chose them. What made them different? In Gideon's case, God knew something about him that no one else did. He knew that if he told Gideon to do something, no matter how weird and scary, Gideon would obey. A lot of the time, God is just looking for people who want to please him and will do anything to serve him. All right, but a lot of people that I can think of are leaders in charge of all sorts of things, and they don't have any of that. They don't love God. They don't know what they're doing. Did God just not choose them? Ah, yes. That's a popular thought these days. But in verses like Daniel 2.21 and Romans 13, the Bible tells us that God has put these people in their places. The reasons why he does this are many. But for example, God could be punishing people by putting a poor leader in charge of them, like King Saul, the first king of Israel. 
Other times, he's growing these leaders and bringing them to realize that God is God and they aren't. Like the Pharaoh in Exodus. Well, I've babysat before and it's definitely a learning experience. I can see how being in charge of anything can be a way God teaches people. It kind of puts things into perspective. It what? She means that's a different way to look at things. Oh. That's right. And whether or not we have good or bad leaders, we need to pray for them. Like it says in 1 Timothy 2.2. Interesting. So are there any other questions I can help you girls out with? Well, there is something. What's that, Bailey? Do you know anybody who would let me borrow their dogs to use on my dog sled? Flynn isn't nearly enough. Hmm. Sorry. Can't help you out there, I'm afraid. But I'm pretty sure we have a while to go before it starts snowing, so we have time. Well, I've got to go. Thanks for breakfast, Mr. Jacobs. No problem, Gwen. Want to turn off the radio on your way out? Got it.